Welcome to episode 27 of Charlie's Music Production Lessons, which is a spin-off of my podcast Composer Quest. I'm Charlie McCarran, and in this show I'll be digging into my own productions in hopes of getting your creative gears turning. What do you do when you've written an A section and a B section that don't quite fit together? In this episode I analyze my surf-inspired chiptune track to figure out how to smooth this transition point. This production lesson originally aired in Composer Quest episode 145, Game Music Melee. For more music production lessons and composer interviews, visit ComposerQuest.com. In this episode, we saw evidence that you can actually compose a decent video game track in just half an hour. But once you get the initial idea down, you may be left with something a little rough around the edges. That's what I want to talk about in this production lesson. Before we did our live composing event, I wanted to brush up on my production chops. So I tried some speed composing, trying to get an idea out quickly, and with some simple game sounds. Here's where I started. For some reason these arpeggios gave me the mental image of an 8-bit surfing game with a nice sunset in the background. Maybe it's the type of chords with an added sixth in them, or maybe the way the melody ends is some sort of surf music cliché. If someone can explain this association to me, I'd be happy to find out. But anyways, here's the bass part to go along with that melody. Since the bass starts on the 4th scale degree, then the 5th, then 1, it makes the beginning sound more like a pickup note. In the end, I actually decided to start the track a measure later, so it starts on the 1 in the bass. After I got this initial idea down, I decided a quick way to continue on would be to put the arpeggios in a different instrument and have the main line play a solo melody. Here's what the accompaniment sounded like. And here's the new melody, a call and response between two different synths. Finally, I added a simple drum part Next, I quickly whipped up a B section using the same synths. Here's the start to it before it kind of fizzles out. I liked what was going on here, but take a listen to the transition point and see what you think.
It doesn't really work that well, does it? I think it's the fact that there's a dramatic key change and nothing in the melody or bass really carries over. The only really consistent thing is the drums, and they're kind of boring. So this is the puzzle I want to try and solve with this production lesson. How do you connect an A section and a B section that are really different? One of the classic examples of an A section and B section that are totally different is in the Beatles song, A Day in the Life. The A section, written and sung by John, is completely different than the B section, written and sung by Paul. But it works in a weird way as an artistic statement. But in this quick video game track, I'm not really trying to make an artistic statement, just trying to make something that flows and is catchy. So now, I'm going to take this track into the music laboratory and see what I can come up with. Okay, here's my first experiment. I brought one of the B section lines up an octave to lighten the mood, and I removed almost everything happening on beat one of the B section. I think that paring down beat one helps quite a bit because it eases us into the key change rather than hitting it over our heads. It also makes the bass part a bit more interesting since it now starts on the offbeat. But I'm not done yet, so back to work. I realize this tune has no real sustained pad sound. That might help bridge the gap. And it also seemed like maybe a pad could sound kind of surfy. So here's what I came up with. Keeping in mind, I had to adjust a few notes at the end of the A section to match the new chords. Is it an improvement? I kind of like it, but I'm not sure, so I'm going to keep playing with it. After listening back, I realized that the key change in the B section was just feeling awkward because it happens too soon. The remedy was to double the A section leading up to that. And instead of repeating the same melody, I decided to record a different melody for each repetition. After some extended tinkering, here's what I came up with. At the end of the B section, I had a happy accident. As I was recording, I realized my timing was half a beat off, but it actually turned into a really cool time signature shift. This technique is known as metric modulation. Sometimes you just have to screw up to have something fancy like this happen in your music. This new time signature shift was kind of pushing the track in the direction of prog rock, so I just kind of went with it, 
And here's what happened for the second half of the song. In summary, I think it's a really good exercise to do some speed composing, but then actually follow through later to develop your ideas. I could spend even longer on this track, messing with the synth sounds and mixing it so it's not just mono. But on the other hand, sometimes if you just do a simple mono mix, you'll be able to test out your composition skills without being distracted by fancy effects. Back in the day, bands like the Beatles always mixed their albums in mono, and that forced them to be really good at arranging so there wouldn't be muddy, clashing frequencies. So with that, I'll sign off. Remember that you can find more of these production lessons at composerquest.com cmpl or search for Charlie's Music Production Lessons in your favorite podcast app. I'll leave you now with the full track, which I'm calling Surf's Up. <laughs>